Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to be speaking now with our, who's going to be our next guest, but he's very kindly stepped in very quickly, Professor Daniel Pipes, historian, um, Mideast Islamism and U.S. foreign policy analyst, founder of the Middle East Forum, that's MEF for MEF. Uh, Orem.com, meforum.com. And his book is Israel Victory, Zionist Acceptance, Palestinian Liberation. Professor Pipes, thank you very much for for stepping into the breach. How are you? Sure. Thanks for the invitation. I'm, I'm well. By the way, it's meforum.org. And the book has just been submitted. It's not out yet. Oh, it's not out yet. Okay. So it's coming out. Yep. Um, would you access, assess for us, please, uh, Hamas and its... It's murder, rapes, and kidnappings, including murdering and kidnapping infants. And the fact that in the Middle East and in many areas of the world, there continues to be pro-Hamas demonstrations, massive demonstration in London for this organization, which you describe as being affiliated with, with ISIS, and that's the Israeli position as well. Well, you raised two questions, one about Hamas itself and the other about the response mm-hmm. internationally. Um, I don't think Hamas is actually... Um, institutionally connected to ISIS. What it is, is part of the same Islamist and jihadist movement. The ideology is the same. These are Muslims who seek to take medieval practices, laws, institutions, mentalities, and apply them in the modern era. Uh, If the Iranian government subscribes to it, the Turkish government subscribes to it. <clears throat> you can have more radical, less radical versions of it. <clears throat> but it's all one big movement of Islamism. And when it's violent like this, it's jihadism. So, yeah, that's who they are. They're not Palestinian nationalists. That's the people in the West Bank. These are Islamists. And that's unfortunately a word that hasn't been brought up. It's it's as though this were a kind of natural disaster just sort of happened. No, it's 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 part of an ideology. As for the international percussions, this is most extraordinary thing that Hamas has, since it took over in Gaza in 2007, it has exploited its subject population, which is somewhere between one and two million, we don't really know, um, exploited them as, as, as cannon fodder, but a very unusual kind of cannon fodder. Cannon fodder is usually you know, people, soldiers who are used indiscriminately uh, to, to make gains on the battlefield. Think of Bakhmut in Ukraine and the Wagner prison recruits. That's the usual form. But in the Hamas case, they don't want to win on the battlefield. They want to lose on the battlefield. They want to take uh, casualties. They want to have deaths. Because they have found, as you pointed out, when they take deaths, they have an international uh, support. And the more deaths, the more support. Uh, Because there is sympathy, both among fellow Islamists and on the far left, for uh, their attack on Israel. So the more deaths they take, the better they do on campuses, on streets, uh, and and, uh, beyond. So what they did on the 7th of October in Israel does not surprise you. Their actions don't surprise you. Their bar- barbarism doesn't surprise you. 
No, what does surprise me was the Israeli failure to stop them. That was a shock to everyone. Okay. And I think including Hamas. Hamas did not expect, as much as I said so, they expected a few deaths, a few hostages. They did not expect to rampage for hours, killing hundreds and hundreds and taking hundreds. And indeed, this may be a problem for them, because in some sense, they bit over, bit more than they can chew. They're aroused in anger in Israel that they didn't expect. So everyone, everyone, I believe, is surprised by Hamas's success and the Israeli failure. There's also the concern about a second front developing in the north of Israel um, as uh, Hezbollah, which is much larger, much more powerful, much stronger than Hamas, is threatening to go in and um, and start uh, a shooting. Let's we'll see if it's a war or whether it's a limited exchange if the Israeli Defense Force, uh, as far as Hezbollah is concerned, is becoming too aggressive. I'm not sure how you aggre- uh, define too aggressive, Professor Pipes. Does does the IDF attack on Hamas have to destroy Hamas completely or focus on the leaders of the terror organization? Well, I think both. Um, the, the leaders have to go, and so must the institutions. Um, yes, <clears throat> Hamas must be destroyed. That is the goal of the operation. And then that leads to the second point, which is what next? Yeah. And the reason the Israelis have abided by Hamas and allowed it to attack now for 15 years is that they don't want to go back in. They ruled uh, Gaza until 2005, and they left on their own, voluntarily. And they don't want to go back in. And in general, the alternatives for the future of Gaza tend to be rather dismal from the Israeli point of view. But I argued in a piece earlier this week that uh, there is a possibility that things could come out all right. And it, I refer back to what I said earlier about how Hamas had used the Gazan population <clears throat> as its um, cannon fodder. It wanted them to dead. And indeed, they did the same with the hospital bombing blast that happened a few days ago. They, they, they flourish when they're dead in, in Gaza. Um, and as a result, the Gazan population is sick and tired of being exploited by Hamas. And I think there is a cohort, a substantial number of Gazans who are ready to work with Israel to build something normal. Not something democratic, not something friendly to Israel necessarily, but normal. Normal. Not having rockets and missiles go off and incendiary kites and uh, tunnels and and so forth. Um, something normal. I think the Israelis will find that they can build a, a police force, an administration that can take over and will rule in a decent way. So I think there's some the possibility of something good coming out of the tragedy. Now, there are people who are calling for a return of authority in uh, Gaza to the Palestinian Authority. You don't like that idea at all. No, that's, uh, I'd say, lunatic. One, Hamas, uh, sorry, the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, is no better than Hamas. He's just as violent. And two, uh, Mahmoud Abbas has no power. He is incompetent, uh, corrupt, and as a result, he's a figurehead. He actually doesn't even control the town where he resides, Ramallah. So no, that's a terrible idea. That's just making no change at all. 
Um, what about Iran? How much of a player, how large a player, is Iran in this particular developing crisis? Was it a case? Do you think Iran was motivated to push harder after it became clear that uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia were going to be creating a, a more agreeable relationship? Uh, did that factor in, do you think? It could be. We don't know. It could be simply that uh, Hamas was ready for this attack, and so therefore took advantage of the moment. It could be that their uh, masters in Tehran told them this is time to go because we have our geopolitical reasons, as you just suggested. Could be something else. Could be the time of year. Who knows? We, we don't know. Definitely the Iranians supported them, but so did the Qatar government and the Turkish government, both of which are allies of the United States. Turkey is a NATO ally and Qatar is a so-called major non-NATO ally. So um, it's, yeah, Iran is part of the problem, but part of the problem are our own allies, and we have to reconsider whether they're allies. Should Turkey be in NATO? Should Qatar be allowed to invest? That's vast amounts of money to invest and influence American life and politics as it has been doing. Time to rethink these, these topics. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.